Welcome to Three Song Stories, the show that wields the power of music to connect us to our lives as a means of getting to know our guests. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. Our guest this week is Michaela Barris. Michaela is a junior at Florida Gulf Coast University studying music therapy with a classical voice concentration and minoring in psychology. She has been studying as a musician since she was 13 years old, originally training in jazz, songwriting, and musical theater. She says she plans to get her master's in counseling and then start a nonprofit that helps victims of sex trafficking through music therapy and clinical therapy. She currently works at Nectar Lab as a Kava tender and is a worship leader at North Naples Methodist Church. We met her when she came into the studio with a group of musicians studying under FGCU Bauer School of Music's Director of Jazz Studies, Brandon Robertson, to perform live on our radio show, Gulf Coast Life Arts Edition, with John Davis. Hey there, Michaela. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for doing this without knowing anything <laughs> about what you're in for. Um, what's a cava tender for the, uninitia- tender. for the uninitiated out there, including myself? I think I know what it is. but So it's basically a bartender, but for cava and kratom drinks, which is tea that makes you feel certain things. Huh. So it's a little earthy tea. It's like, uh, it's like hippie, make you feel good tea. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How long have you been doing that? Over two years since yeah. I was in high school. Is yeah. that a good gig? Yeah. You get bartender tips without having to deal with drunk people. So it's great. Yeah. You mellow people. Yeah. Wow. Pretty cool. Where is the place that you work? Gulf Coast Town Center. Hmm. Nectar Lab. Woo. <laughs> um, okay. So have you listened to any music so far today? Yes. What? All of Phoebe Bridger's album. Because you were going to be talking about that song on this show? No, I listen to her album like every single day. Do you listen to albums a lot or is it something about her album? Because a lot of people these days are all piecemeal. It's her. I just, I'm obsessed with her. She's my favorite artist. So all I do is listen to her and dissect her lyrics because I think she's a lyrical genius. And I try to see what her songs actually mean. Does she inspire you? She does. Yeah. I really love everything about her. <laughs> well, we'll hear one of her songs here in a little bit, right? Yes. Uh, do you live on campus? No. No. Where do you live? Longitude. I don't know what that is. It's an apartment complex. <laughs> um, how did you wind up at FGCU? Well, I lived in Maryland, and I was going into my senior year of high school, and I realized I wanted to do music therapy. And there's no colleges in Maryland, or at least at the time, there was no colleges in Maryland that offered music therapy. And my mom wanted to move to Florida, so we toured schools in Florida that offered music therapy, and we liked Naples area the best, and we liked the Bauer School of Music. And so we just moved here my senior year of high school, got in, now I'm here. What were your first impressions of Southwest Florida? Well, I used to go here when I was little. Like, we would vacation here, so it was like, I kind of knew it already. I knew how hot it was. Uh, I was expecting that. But other than that... It was, I love it. I love the beach, so. Hmm. How would you describe the musical background of your childhood? Of my childhood? Honestly, very basic. Like, I didn't start doing musicals until I was, like, a teenager. So my childhood was just listening to the radio. 
Were your parents exposing you to music? Were you, did you have brothers and sisters? Kind of just paint the picture of what kind of music you were around. My mom and dad listened to a lot of rock. My mom, or no, my sister listened to a, like rap, which neither of those genres are my favorite. I love all music, but I never really liked it. I was just like listening to the radio and I was singing before I was talking. So I'm the only musical one in my family and I was just obsessed with music. My entire family is like business owners or lawyers or doctors or that stuff. If I ask you to try to recall the earliest musical memory that you can recall, is there something that pops into your head? Hmm. I think when I was really, really little, I was just like screaming, singing, because like that's what I did. And I kept always getting in trouble in school because I would be like humming and singing while teachers were giving directions and I would have no clue I was doing it. And I was just not stop singing. Were you able to sing fairly well early on or did you have to learn your way into it? I was better than average, of course. Um, I mean, I still was terrible because I was like six, you know, but compared to the other six year olds, yeah, I was. You can you can keep it on the key mm-hmm. even as a little kid. Mm-hmm. What was the first musical you were in? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I think it was like Beauty and the Beast or something. It was like a camp or something? Yeah, it was a camp. I, was, <laughs> I think I was like a fork or something. I don't even remember. I was just like this little kid in the background. Uh, musical instruments? I play piano. You, yes. You, when did you start that? High school. High school. Mm-hmm. Why? Was that um, so you can accompany yourself? Yeah, I write a lot of songs and all I could do was chords. And I was like, this is boring. I want to do something more. So I just started learning piano through my private teacher who was teaching me voice because she also played piano. And I just kept doing it. And for music therapy, you need to be proficient in piano, guitar, and all the percussion instruments. So it was good that I started early and now I just keep doing it. How are you at piano? You've got it pretty good. I'm okay. I'm no, uh, you know, I'm not a prodigy or anything, but I'll I'll get through any song. <laughs> Your bio says that you uh, you were trained in jazz, songwriting, and musical theater. Which is your preference? Oh, songwriting. Hmm. Yeah, songwriting is my form of therapy. But um, yeah, no, I think songwriting. How many songs have you written? Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> probably like fifty. To like 70. We were talking before the show and you said you didn't have any of them recorded. Mm-hmm. So you're just a songwriter, not a song recorder. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> what are you waiting for? Honestly, I don't know. Um, a lot of my songs are just like for me. Like I don't even care if anyone else hears them. It's just like my way of like expressing all my thoughts. And then genuinely I forget about them. Like I just have notebooks and notebooks and notebooks of like songs And I'm like, I really should do something with these. These are, like, not bad. And I just forget about them because I got what I needed to out, and then I felt better, and then I just went on with my life. Is that habit why you want to pursue music therapy? Kind of, yeah. Music has always been my form of therapy with songwriting, like I said. And I think at first it just made sense, like, oh, yeah, I like helping people. I like music. Like, that's that's cool. That's great. And then the older I got, the more I realized the reason I like music is because of the naturally therapeutic aspects about it. But now with music therapy, I can actually study how to make it better, more therapeutic, not just like innately therapeutic. Um, 
And when I saw that I could physically, mentally, spiritually help people with music, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so much better than I thought it could be. If you're writing down lyrics, do you also have tunes for those lyrics in your head? Are there melodies or is it more like a potential song? It depends. A lot of the times, like if you go in my notes on my phone, I have like 200 pages of lyrics randomly. Like they have no melody. I just thought about them like when I was in class or if I'm at work and I have like a good idea, I'll write it down. Um, But when I'm writing a song, usually I just do a couple chords, see the key, everything that I want, and then I just kind of figure it out. So you do have key, you have like chord, you have like tabs kind of written to them so that you kind of know what the song would be like if you were to play it or? Mm-mm. No? I just, I just figure it out. And Once you like, sit down with the lyrics and the piano, then you figure it out. Yeah, it's pretty easy. So is it poetry until it has music? Kind of. Sometimes, yeah. Other times when I'm bored, I'll just be playing on the piano and then I'm like, oh my gosh, now I just had an idea. And then I start something new. It just depends. Hmm. What was the first band or musician or performer that really got your attention? R5. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yes. I don't know who R5 is. R5. Um, Ross Lynch. Do you know him? No. I okay. do. I remember Austin and Allie very well. Pull up a little bit there, Jared. All right. Give me a second. Yes. I've seen them probably six times. I was obsessed with Ross Lynch as a teenage girl. And then I became obsessed with their band. And it's like a family band. And it's just, like, looking back, the music is pretty average, but I was just obsessed with them, and I could not stop being obsessed with them for, like, eight years. Favorite song? Favorite song. (gasps) Oh, Feel Good. Feel Good? Okay. While he's pulling that up, do you remember the first music that you owned? Or have you ever owned music that had physical form? Oh, it was, like... Like sheet music or like no, a CD? No, like, like a CD. <laughs> oh, probably like Allie and AJ or something basic that my parents probably bought me. How many times have you listened to this song, if you had to guess? Probably a hundred. When I'm obsessed with music, I just listen to it on loop. Will you is like, oh, oh, turn back the time. I'm only living while you're here in my life and now you're leaving. Very well done. Mm -hmm. Thank you for playing along again. Um, Okay, it's time for your first song. Okay. This is the uh, You Say song. So you want to tell a story? Do you want to listen to it? How do you want to proceed? Why don't you play it first? All right, this is Michaela Barris' first song on Three Song Stories today. This is You Say by Lauren Daigle from her 2018 album Look Up Child. I grew up kind of hating Christianity because all I was told was like, if you're gay, you're going to hell. If you have sex before marriage, you're going to hell. And I was like, oh, well, this sucks. Like, this is fake. This is stupid. This is just people trying to be awful and have an excuse for it. Like, I hated Christianity growing up. Um, And so I just lived my life like that. And then when I was about 18, I had a very severe eating disorder where I was like pretty close to death. Like I was I was skin and bones, but I couldn't stop. I was like I was just addicted to not eating. I just like I had always been depressed, anxious growing up. Like always had terrible mental health. Um that just transpired into a really really bad eating disorder. And I remember I went to the doctor and she was like you need to gain weight or like something bad will happen to you. And I was just like I literally don't care. I'd rather die than gain weight. And then this song came on like either the next day or the same day or something 
I was like in my mom's bathroom and this song just started playing like it was not part of my playlist it was like the weirdest thing it was super weird like it was on like my songs and then this one came up and it wasn't even registered like to my library and the lyrics I mean you just heard it it's like you say I'm loved you say I'm strong you say I'm held like and I was like what is happening and then I was like listening and I like tears just filled my eyes and I was like, what is happening? What is happening? What is this feeling? And it was just like you, I mean, the entire song is like, you have someone who says you are literally perfect because you're, you're God's child. Like you are, you're perfect. And I didn't believe in God at the time. So I was like, why do I feel so much right now? I mean, now I know it was like the Holy Spirit being like, get your head out of your ass, Michaela, like, like be better. Like, but I had no clue what was happening. And I literally broke down on my mom's bathroom floor. And I was just like, what is happening? And that's the day that I was like, I need to get better. Like, I I have, like, the creator of the universe literally wants me to be better. And I still didn't even know if I believed in it at the time. But I was grasping to it so hard because it was either that or, like, dying. And I was like, okay, I guess I need to research this and kind of debate whether I want to be Christian and then I did a bunch of research started praying which was weird like I just did a bunch of stuff and now obviously I'm Christian thank God praise Jesus saved my life literally but this song was a song that made me want to like know something else besides the world what did your family and friends think of that transformation well my mom goes to church with me every Sunday now. I'm a worship leader at North Naples Church. Um, and she goes all the time, every Sunday. Um, I don't really know how religious any of my family members are. I mean, the only family member that I really talk to is, like, my mom. Um, but I don't really know how religious they are. But I think all my family and friends and everyone saw me from when I wasn't religious and then see me now. And I know every single one of them is like, wow, something really good happened to you. And I'm like, yeah, it's Jesus. <laughs> you uh, you go to a Methodist church. I do. How'd you wind up as a Methodist? I grew up in a Methodist church. Really? <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you. I have no clue what I am. I just somehow That's just always... the church where you fit when you got here. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, th- I think Christian is Christian, right? But for some reason, I like o- have always gone to Methodist church, like not even knowing they're Methodist. I guess I just like the way that they speak um i don't really know but they're amazing north naples methodist church it's also like a private school but they they completely like i still sing with them and they're amazing and they have like helped my relationship with god and just like that whole christianity path so yeah i guess methodists are pretty cool (laughs) do you sing in a choir with the church do you know it's a praise band so i'm like one of the lead singers. Oh, so, but you sing. It's not a choir, but they're singing. Oh, yeah. No, it's, oh, like, it's, it's like, good music. Oh. It's contemporary. We you have, guys ever play this song? Yeah, we actually literally did it this Sunday, which was really funny. And you got to sing it. Mm-hmm. Was that like a the stars were aligning moment? Yeah. Well, I've sung it before because um, the head like leader of the contemporary band was like, so what are your favorite songs? And I just like told him about this story. And I was like, I love this song. Like this song means so much to me. So it was like. One of the first songs I sang, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, we sing we sing a bunch of like fun songs. We sing a lot of like 
rocky country-ish songs, but like they're not bad. Like they're actually really they're actually really fun. I always sing the emotional songs. I think it's because I'm like one of the only girl singers, so I think you know I'm just more emotional. I Can you cite an example of something rocky or country? Oh, okay. All my hope by. Let me see who it's by. All my hope by David Crowder. Okay. That's a good one. In high school, were you a theater kid? Were you a... <laughs> yes, I was a you theater were, you kid. You were a theater kid. <laughs> um, was it a school that had a good theater program? Uh, yes. Um, it was a really good theater program. It was actually a very terrible, toxic environment, but our shows were amazing. <laughs> but yeah, a couple people got fired from from there for like being terrible uh, t- to students. But the shows were really good. So, you know. Favorite uh, show that you were in? 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. It was so funny. It's a musical. That's a musical. It's a musical. It's I, I haven't heard of that so one. funny. It's hilarious. It's underrated. Um, do you still do any theater now that you're in college? Is there because there are local theaters where you might have opportunity? I don't. I sing. Um, we're a classical school, so I do a lot of classical. But they let me sing like a musical theater piece every semester, which is always my favorite. Um, so that's, that's basically all I do. Cause I mean, I don't have time for literally anything else anymore. College is crazy, but <laughs> you say you want to be a musical therapist. Do you have any aspirations to do theater or perform as a professional further into life? Not really. No, no, it doesn't fulfill me the same way as helping people. That's actually like, it makes it easy. Because there's so many people who try to, they love it, they want to do it, and only like one out of 10,000 are able to. Mm-hmm. So knowing that you don't really care if you make, you probably will. That'll do what happens. <laughs> You're not trying. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You're studying musical therapy with a classical voice concentration, minoring in psychology. Mm-hmm. I, how, explain how that combination all came together. Well, I knew I wanted to do music therapy. I always knew I wanted to do music. And then when I realized how obsessed I was with psychology and helping people, I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect. Like, this is the combination of what I want. And I wasn't going to do a minor because my uh, advisor who, like, quit after the first year. So she's not my advisor anymore. But she was like, don't add a minor. You have, like, the busiest schedule. Like, I take 10 classes, not credits, classes every semester. 10 classes? Yes, because it's music. So a lot of our classes... Me and Jared are like, no. Yeah, no, it's awful. It's, it's hard it's, enough doing five, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard. Um, but some of our classes are, like, one credit. But also some of the classes that are one credit took way more time than, like, my three-credit English class. So, class, so it sucks. Um, <laughs> love it, though. But, um... So, yeah, 10 classes every semester, like 9 to 11 usually. So I'll just say 10. Um, And so obviously my advisor was like, don't do a psych minor. Like you're going to want to die. And then I realized I wanted to get my master's in counseling. And I was like, okay, I need a psych minor. Like, and I mean, it's it's doable. I just take a bunch of summer classes and never, never rest, you know. But Are you able to do the master's here or are you looking at places? I'm going to do it here because the counseling program here is really, really good. And also my church was like, hey, we'll give you a full-time position if you want as soon as you graduate. And we'll like help you like when you get your master's. And I want to start a nonprofit for um, like my career and go to developing countries and help victims of sex trafficking. 
with music therapy and all that. Yeah, very. Uh, wow, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> I, I was, I literally just told like my pastor about it and all that, and he was like, "We would love to help you." Like, are you kidding me? That's that's what that's such a Jesus act. Like, why would we not want to help you? So I'm going to be here for a while, I think, because I have the support of really awesome people. Sounds like you're going to be busy for a while. Always. Yeah. I'm addicted (laughs) to stress. (laughs) Um, You know, you know, pursuing a degree in musical therapy, have you had opportunities to, you know, implement it or however, you know, do it, you know, work with people who have needs with music or is it still more like textbooky stuff? So next semester's practicum, which is when I'm going to be doing music therapy. Um, but I have shadowed a couple music therapists. I saw what I wouldn't want to do. <laughs> um, but mainly I've, I'm going to be working with a lot of like older adults. So because that's a super popular field for music therapy. And that's just what's going to happen. And that's what I've shadowed. I've also realized that's what I would never, ever want to do. But I have had some experience. <laughs> I um I left radio for a while and I worked uh, at the Alliance for the Arts, which is a nonprofit art center in Fort Myers. And they, we have a gallery. They we they have a gallery. And one of the programs that we did, John Davis, who is one of our, he's on he's on the WGCU team. He's a host and reporter. He plays cello, and they would bring him in, and they would bring Alzheimer's patients in, and he would play the sh- the cello, and they would walk around and look at art, and they would just be the most magical thing. Mm-hmm. You know, just blending that all together. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Have you ever heard of the movie Alive Inside? No. You should watch it, Pursuing What You're Pursuing. Um, it's an independent film, and it's about this guy who's like, he travels around the country and raises money to bring little iPods to um, people who are in homes because they have dementia. And when you put music from their era on their heads, some people who haven't talked in years will start singing mm-hmm. and dancing and communicating. And I helped run the Fort Myers Film Festival, and we debuted that movie at the Barber B. Man. And at the end, everyone in the audience was crying. Oh, yeah. Everyone. There was like 600 people crying. Oh, yeah. Because of such amazing stuff, you mm-hmm. know? And that's what you're wanting to do. Yeah, yeah. When I I worked with like I shadowed hospice, and there was these people who like couldn't really remember how to speak. You know, they, I mean, they're gonna die soon. That's what hospice is. Um, and for the first, like, they couldn't remember how to smile, or their brain just didn't want to. I don't know. But when we did music therapy, it was the first time they like made a sound out of their mouth and also smiled. And it was like, oh, my gosh, I, j- I would sob in front of them. And I was like, OK, this is not for me, um, <laughs> but it's it's awesome. Yeah, the power of music. It's what we tap into here, too, in a different way. Um, let's talk a little bit about your jazz singing. OK. Director of jazz studies, Brandon Robertson, who you must know. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it like working with him? He's been on this show. I love him. He's hilarious. He's so funny. He's also insanely talented. He's He's probably the best bassist I know. Yeah. He's he's really crazy. He's he's really good. Um, you were on our show, Gulf Coast Life Arts Edition, back in April, and you sang a song during that show, which I wasn't at work that day, but I was at home, and I walked into my kitchen, and it was playing out of the radio, and I was like, man, that girl can sing. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thank you. So uh, let's listen to a little bit of it. Oh, gosh, okay. It don't mean a thing if it ain't got Do I, 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 do I,
So you like singing jazz? I do. <laughs> um, you know, obviously a song like that, you put your own thing on it. You know, how does that work as a as a singer? Like the thing that you put on it, like. Do you, does it just come to you? Do you strategize? Do you try different variations? Do you work with Brandon? Yeah, we collaborate. So I'm I'm very big into collaboration. I know a lot of vocalists like to just say, this is what we're doing. You're going to follow me. I am not like that. I think, I think that's stupid. Um, I think the best ideas come from when a bunch of people are working together. So I think I played that with like Mason and Piper. And we maybe, I don't know if there was a drummer. I can't remember. I don't, I don't know, but we formed it with just bass and piano and it was just all of our ideas. And then eventually we got to that and all the other stuff we did in there and we were like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Let's just, let's just do that. So we did it. What's it like to listen to yourself sing? I hate it. I hate it. (laughs) Have you had a lot of chance to do it or? Yeah. I mean, my church is broadcasted. So if I want, I can listen back. And of course I hear everything I hate. So I try not to listen back because it's like, oh gosh. That was bad. <laughs> what was it like listening to that? Oh, you know, I think I forget how I sound sometimes. I think I sound a lot different. I sound much different in my head than like when I hear it back. Just like how your voice sounds different when you oh, talk. Yeah. I sound completely different. I, I think I sound a lot older than I actually sound. And then I remember I have a very bright and light voice. So I sound young, which is fine, but I just forget. Uh, it's, uh, you know, when you get into radio, that's a thing you have to overcome because, you know, you're not used to hearing yourself talk as a normal person. And then suddenly, like, you're doing it every day. You're driving down the road and it's you coming out of the radio. Mm-hmm. And it took, you know, probably five years before I got used to it. But, yeah. you know, eventually you get used to it. <laughs> and what I'm hearing now is what I hear out of the radio. Oh, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> um, second song. Oh. Mm. This is just uh, – I'll, I'll say the story first. Okay. This is just a f- cool memory. Um, I did NATS, which is, I think it stands for the National Association of Teachers and Students. It's like a vocal competition that most people do. Um, it's a, like a pretty big one. And back when I was living in Maryland, I did the musical theater a lot. Um, and basically you do three songs and you get adjudicated and they place you. And if you place for your state, then you go to like the Holy's Coast. And if you place there, then you go to nationals. It's like... Yeah, it's a competition. Yeah, um, my my daughter's a theater kid, and they she does this junior theater festival thing. Oh, and they, you know they won the regionals, and then they go mm-hmm. to Atlanta and blah blah blah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So this um this was one of my three songs. I ended up winning for DC and Maryland, so I got first, and then I chose this song to sing in front of the honors recital, which is basically all the first places of every category just like perform in front of each other. And I think I was in 10th grade, so I was, like, freaking, like, so scared because it was, like, college students. And I was like, oh, my God, I suck. But um, this was a song I chose because I, I just loved this song. So it was a cool memory. Uh, you like this show, I guess, or is it just... I'm not going to lie to you. I've never seen the show. You've never seen the show. <laughs> so this is just one, like, that you you were looking for things to sing. You found this yeah. one by going on YouTube, and then you mm-hmm. learned it, and then you performed it. Yeah. You are not intrigued at all by seeing the show... The life. <laughs> I probably should be intrigued. <laughs> I guess I always liked the music part more than the the story part. Well, let's listen to it. And uh, this, did you win with this one? Yeah, yeah. This is the one I got first with, and then I performed it in front of everyone. Well, let's listen to it. This is uh, I'm Leaving You from the musical The Life. This is the original broad- Broadway cast recording. Um, it's Michaela Barris's second song here on Three Song Stories. 
it's so weird just how you change <laughs> um i loved that song so much because it was right after my parents got a divorce so i was like "Ooh, i relate to this song and i'm gonna sing it and looking back i was like oh you were such a baby like you had no clue what was going on but like you you thought you did and with music like music is just so cool like that to be honest i don't really like her voice like i whatever but like the lyrics made that song so important to me at the time and i think that's why i chose out of like the three songs to perform it in front of everyone it was like the least impressive song but i was like I know I can act this so well because this is like what my life has been. And it's so funny because like looking back, it's like, what? You were such a baby. Like, what are you doing? Why are you so mad? Like, why are you so sad? But it's just funny. When was the last time you listened to it? Oh my gosh, probably high school. Really? Yeah. I like forgot about this song until I was like three songs. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like probably the one I performed in front of like everyone from Peabody, like, like all these prestigious music schools. Um, nerves. Are you a nervous performer? Yes. Yes. Still? Yes. I hate performing. Hmm. Yeah. It only brings me anxiety. And then I feel like happy at the end of it. Cause usually I don't do bad because I make sure I don't do bad, <laughs> but yeah, I'm a, I'm a very nervous performer. Have you ever done bad? Have you ever had like a oops moment? in front of people honestly no 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 i mean obviously i've done things where i'm like ah, that could have gone better but i've never embarrassed myself i really don't want to embarrass myself (laughs) Uh, are you a karaoke -er? no because you don't want to embarrass yourself no it's just like you don't want to be the one up there who can actually sing yeah it's like (laughs) i don't know it always feels like showing off and also i could do karaoke and get paid for it and so i'm like oh it's not fun all i do is music like uh, i don't want to do it i don't know so you've never done karaoke maybe when i was like in high school right yeah and then when i started doing music all day every day i was like oh my gosh the last thing i want to do is sing for fun right now like my voice hurts like i'm tired um have you been to many plays music musicals you know like theater yes uh like what hamilton on broadway that's a good one my number one how many have you seen up there three uh maybe four three or four yeah i think it was beautiful the musical waitress which was so good hamilton which was so good and then i think i saw wicked like in an off-broadway thing in the hippodrome in a baltimore and then just like a bunch of like community theater. But that was like the big, the big ones. Oh, and Les Mis. I saw Les Mis. Have you seen any shows since you've been here in, you know, Southwest Florida? Nope. There's some Barbara B. Mann and Broadway Palm I really know. kill it. I know. I want to. I just like, I forget. <laughs> yeah, well, and it seems like you're pretty busy. Oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a dream show that you'd like to see that you haven't made it to yet? My dream show was Hamilton. So that, that was checked off. I think one that I really want to see is um, Hadestown. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. Hmm. Uh, I want to go back to the nonprofit thing. Okay. Um, describe what you want to do in a little bit more detail. So I want to get my music therapy degree and then get my like clinical counseling degree with a trauma focus. And then I want to create a team of music therapists, art therapists, clinical therapists, and start a nonprofit and 
before I have a family and have kids, I want to travel the world and take this nonprofit to, you know, developing countries and just help the victims. Um, and music therapy is actually super cool because it was founded after World War ooh, one or two. I don't remember. I think it was two. I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm bad at history. But it was like it was from PTSD. Um, that's how it got started. So it's it has so much evidence and like how amazing it is for trauma. Um, and so, and it's cool cause you don't need to speak their language. Um, you can just help them with music and it's scientifically proven, which is even better. So I just want to go to these places and help these people. Um, a lot of them are mute. They can't, they don't talk anymore cause they're so traumatized. They were also drugged up. Like they, their brains are just not the same. And music therapy has so much evidence of like, Hey, we can help that. Like, you don't need to speak to us like we can help you through music um and yeah i just i just want to get these victims okay not great because they're never going to be great i mean that that's so traumatic do you have a name no have you given it any thought i've given it a lot of thought but not the name (laughs) i don't know well, you don't have to make up one now. Yeah. I'm not to put you on the spot. Is the model that you're describing something that other people are doing or is this something somehow? Yeah, there's a lot of nonprofits helping with sex trafficking. I don't know how much is with music therapy, to be honest. Um, there's probably music therapists on board, but a lot of it happens a lot in the church. There's a lot of like they call them mission trips, but yeah, I mean, yeah. they're not really mission trips. You're not going to spread Jesus. You're going to like just help people, um, which is awesome. So there are a lot. Um, I just think, I don't know. I think I want to start one like myself just because I want it to be primarily music therapy. And then in America, I would do normal counseling, you know, which is why I'm getting my other degree. Like when I have a family and settle down, I can actually like talk to these victims because we speak the same language and I can do that fun stuff. But I don't know. I, I want mine to be, um, I guess a little less normal than other people's. Like, I just want it to be so radically helping people. Like, I wouldn't be mad if the nonprofit started, like, having orphanages for these people because a lot of their families are the ones that sold them into sex slavery. Like, I want to do so much, and I just think the more the better. The more nonprofits, the better. Hmm. So. Well, good luck. Thank you. Um, have you ever been in a band? Yes. What? <laughs> a jazz band. Okay. Yes. Where? Here. Oh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like a band with a name? Mm-hmm. What, was the, what is the name? What was the name? It was Dopo Ore, I think. Dopo Ore. Yeah, it was like Italian. Where did you perform? Just like in Fort Myers, Benita, Stero, just like anywhere South West Florida. Do you aspire to be in other bands? No. Have you ever considered being in like a like a band, like a rock band? You know? <laughs> like, a, like an indie no. rock band or something? <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. I get my band fix with my church band. I love them. We play cool music. Have you been to many concerts? Yes. Peak concert experience? Uh, Phoebe Bridgers. Ah, the one we're about to talk about. The one we're leaning toward. Yes. Um, where did you see her? Tampa. How long ago? A month ago. Oh. It was the best experience ever. <laughs> uh, what, where was it? I think it was called like the Cuban Club or something. Okay, so not a huge place. No. Oh my God, it was terrible. We stood outside all day in the heat. 13 people fainted. Like, it was like, it was awful. It was so hot. It was terrible, but it was so good. (laughs) 
Is there a musician or performer that you hope to see someday? Hmm. I really want to see, like, one of the big name Christian groups perform, like Hillsong or like Maverick City or any of them. I think that would be so cool. Have you ever traveled farther than from here to Tampa to see a concert? Yeah. Yeah. When I lived in Maryland, I drove like six hours to CR5 in like West Virginia or something. You and your friends? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That must have been fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was awesome. I love concerts. They're my happy place. Do you have any on the horizon that you know you're going to see? No, unfortunately not. Not yet. Not yet. Okay, well, it's time to hear this Phoebe Bridgers. Bridges? Bridgers. 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 Do you want to tell a story or you want to listen to it? Ooh, I'll tell a story so people can keep the ear out for the lyrics. Um, So this was recent. Um, I went to her concert, like I said, and I love Phoebe Bridgers. I think she's like, she's my number one artist. I'm obsessed with her. I think she's a lyrical genius, right? Um, And Moonsong is my favorite song ever. Um, And so I knew I was going to like have a good experience with it. But a week before my concert... I, me and my boyfriend broke up, and I just, like, could not cry. I was like, uh, I guess I just don't really care. Like, I can't cry. Like, I was just so numb to it. I was like, whatever. And I couldn't. I was numb because he's a great person, so I, like, didn't want to go through the phases of, like, I hate you, you suck, um, because he's great. We just, like, were, we were just so different. Um and he's moving. So it was it was like it was a good breakup. So I was like I don't even want to cry cuz like it was a good breakup. We're friends. Like it wasn't it wasn't anything bad. Um but that's stupid cuz you always need to mourn even if it's like something like that. Um and Moonsong, the lyrics are describing this girl who is basically addicted to the feeling of feeling small. Um and it took me a long time to understand what this song was like really really about. Um but Phoebe Bridgers is this is why I think she's a genius just in this song she has like an alcoholic father whatever bad relationship so she gets into bad relationships usually with men who make her feel similar to the way her dad made her feel because that's how it works usually um unless you make sure that's not how it works right so the lyrics are describing like I'm I would do everything I would give you the moon I would do literally anything for you even though you you just make me feel like I'm not important and then in the bridge, I the lyrics are, you're sick and you're married and you might be dying, but you're holding me like water in your hands. And to my knowledge, I don't think she's ever, you know, dated a married man. So I'm pretty sure she's talking about her dad, right? And only going back to that in the bridge. And it's like showing the parallel between how that happens, which is like my life story. So it was like, haha, cool. Um, but then also her entire lyrics in this, like it says the word killer which is an old song, which shows, like, progress isn't linear. We're going back to it. Like, she's just so smart. Like, everything that she creates always lines up with each other and whatever. So I realized during the relationship, I felt really, really, really small. But I didn't want to believe that because I was like, he's a good person. So I don't want to be, like, mean or whatever. I kid you not, this song comes on. I do not know what happened. It was so embarrassing. I just sobbed, like snot, like snot coming down my face. At the concert? Yes, in front of everyone. You know how many people were staring at me? Like I was 
ugly crying because I was like, I relate to this so much. And I just was like sobbing, like on the floor, like straight up hyperventilating crying. It was so embarrassing. But then I literally felt completely fine after. And I like grieved the entire relationship in that like four minutes and 37 seconds. Like it was insane. It was such a weird experience. But she describes a feeling so insanely like accurately that it's like oh my god I don't even need to mourn anymore because you just hit it on the head like I that was amazing well let's listen to it yes. I look forward to hearing it now this is Moonsong by Phoebe Bridgers from her 2020 album Punisher it's Michaela Barris's final song on this week's episode of Three Song Stories and now for the rest of your life whenever you hear that song you're going to remember ugly crying on the floor of a club yes. in Tampa yep <laughs> What's that make you feel like listening to it with us? Ugh, I just love it. It makes me happy. I don't know why it makes me happy. It's a really sad song, but I just, I don't know. It makes me feel, I guess, understood is a better word than happy, which makes me feel peaceful. <laughs> Do you um, play the it? Can you play it on the piano and sing along to it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you do that often? No. <laughs> not really. You've done it before? No. No? I, I mean, I can play any, like, song. You know, not not perfectly, but... But I you can... Can, can you read music? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you can just pull up sheet music and just play. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I wish I'm I a music major. Of course, I have to. <laughs> um, do you sing... My daughter does this thing where there's, like, YouTube duets, where there's, like, a guy singing the guy part of a Broadway show, and then the, there's oh. a blank for the... Mm-hmm. Do you ever do that? No. No? <laughs> I don't do a lot of fun music stuff. I'm not going to lie, because all I do is music. That at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I'm done now. <laughs> like, I don't want to. So you're not sitting at home singing, or are you? Well, I mean, I sing constantly. Like, I don't even realize I'm singing. Like, I will be in the middle of a conversation with someone. People hate me for it. I will literally be singing over them speaking, and I have no clue I'm doing it. Because my brain is constantly, I don't know if your brain is like this. But there's constantly a song in my head. Like, even when I'm singing or talking now, I hear, like, three different songs at the same time. Three? Yeah. And you can sort them out? Yeah. I've got a song going through my head called Leave My Mangoes Alone. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) No, it's some friends of mine. uh, It's a husband and wife and, like, a 10-year-old daughter, and they have a band called The Shy Tunas, and they put out new albums. And this is the title track off their new album. Oh. It's about people stealing the mangoes from their tree next to the road. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Very fun. Oh, man. Um, okay, you ready for a speed round? Oh, okay. Do you have a nickname that yeah, has stuck? So many. What's the most common nickname that you have? That you have? Mm, probably Mickey. Mickey? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who calls you Mickey? All my friends from back home, and then a lot of people I work with now. Which is funny. Do you have any TV theme songs that you know the lyrics to that if Jared pulled it up on YouTube, you would sing along to it? I really hope so. We haven't done one in a while. Oh, my gosh. Um, Probably like <laughs> New Girl or something, which isn't even like a song. It's just <laughs> probably New Girl, I guess. I don't even know New Girl, so you can do that. You don't know New Girl? I don't know that New Girl. That is my favorite show. What is, what is it about? It's just like funny. It's like this girl who lives with a bunch of guys. And it's so funny. What's it on? Netflix. Oh. You need to watch it. Okay. I cry every episode because it's so wholesome. And I just start crying. <laughs> I'm like, this is so sweet. Here it is. What you doing? 
Hey girl, <laughs> where you going? Who's that girl? Who's that girl? It's Jess. <laughs> it's funny. Well done. I'm glad I didn't have to try to sing along to that one. Um, if you were a championship wrestler, what kind of music would you enter the arena to? Rocky. Rocky. Mm-hmm. Like, Gonna fly now. Okay, what would your wrestler name be? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It's Mick, Mick-tastic. <laughs> Mick-tastic. If you had to guess, what would you say is the song you've listened to the most times in your life? Ooh. Hmm. Interesting question. Genuinely, probably Moon Song. Song you wish you could hear again for the first time. Hmm. Probably You Say, the ones I picked. <laughs> Album you wish you could hear again for the first time. Punisher. Would you? What would you say is the most overplayed song of all time? Oh, that Dua Lipa song that is constantly playing. It's like, oh my gosh, now I can't think of it. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's super annoying. I don't. Uh, Kiss and Makeup, Last Dance, Levitating, Lost in Your Life. I think it's Levitating. How levitating. does that one go? If you, nah, 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 I hate the song. <laughs> it's on every radio station ever. I love Dua Lipa, but some of her songs, I'm like, oh, this is so annoying. Yeah, that's fair. That seems like sort of an example of this next question, but uh, we'll refine it a little bit. Are there any songs that you'll avoid listening to, but not because you just have heard it too many times or you don't like it, because you don't want to be reminded? Oh, yeah. Um What's one? Another Empty Bottle. That song, I remember just like being a weird little 13-year-old listening to it because I was depressed. And now every time I hear it, I'm like, oh my gosh, who was I? Why was I so sad? <laughs> like, oh, brings back terrible memories. If you could broadcast a song into the head of every human, which would you choose? You can really let your music therapist shine through this. That's a good point, Jerry. Right? I don't know. Um... I could broadcast any song. You know the song, I think it's called Try by Cole something. It's like, you don't have to try, 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 try. You don't have to try, try, try. You know that song? I don't. Colby. You don't have to, yes, Colby. Kalet. Yeah. Yeah. That song would be a good song to have everyone listen to. Okay. Um, you said that you listen to the Phoebe Bridgers album in its entirety. Is that normal? Do you listen to albums? No, not really. I'm just So that's just something about girl. that one. Yeah. Are there any other examples of albums that you became obsessed with in this in this same way? Loud and louder. R five. <laughs> okay. Um, best album of all time, in your opinion? I would love to say Punisher because it's my favorite, but I think the best albums are one that changed the genre forever. And I think there's a lot of examples in hip hop that I could not tell you the album name, but I've been told about that it has like changed the way hip hop goes. And like runs, and I don't even know their names, but there's a lot of hip hop art, like artists 
who have completely changed what hip hop is through albums. Okay, well, we'll let you sort of adjacently answer that. Yeah, question. I have kinda, no clue what they're even called. Drove past that question. I know. That's okay. Um, if you only could have one, well, now it's going to be Punisher. Um, <laughs> do you have a favorite band of all time? Band. You got to be kind of specific. Could be or, or it band, could be artist. Or, or artist. Yeah. Phoebe Bridgers. Do you think that's going to stick? No, I don't think anything sticks. I think I think you grow when you grow as a human being. You grow out of the music that made you feel understood because you're not the same person. So it doesn't make you feel understood anymore. Do you have a fourth song that almost made it to your list? That if so, you can give us a little short version of the story. I had so many songs. Now I have to think. Oh, Good Morning Heartache, which is a jazz tune. And I, like, fell in love with that song. That was, like, when I really fell in love with jazz because I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful. Like, of course, it was a ballad. But, um, yeah, probably Good Morning Heartache. What would your 14-year-old self think of who you are today? Oh, gosh. She'd be mad. She'd be mad that I wasn't famous yet because I used to want to be famous. Um she would be mad that I believe in Jesus. She, my 14-year-old Michaela was an angry, angry person. I think she'd be mad. But 20-year-old Michaela is very proud of She'd be mad myself. at you for doing all the things that you're proud of. Yep. I've changed so much. <laughs> what would you wish you could tell her? Go to therapy sooner. Go to therapy. <laughs> okay. It's time for you to recommend your three people. <gasps> okay. Cameron Cole. I think she is probably going to come on. Yeah, I already got her. Yeah, Cameron Cole. Who's she? She's my roommate, my kava tender buddy, my also does um, a music major, music in, I think it's just a BA. She was also on GCL with her. Understood. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So her, Casey Parks. Who do I say who they are? Yeah, that's my ex boyfriend. Okay, <laughs> he's awesome. He's actually the look on your face. I'm like, I don't know. You looking at me like I know who that is. <laughs> he he has a bunch of music out. Um, he's he's super good. He raps, which is interesting. <laughs> um, but he's really really good. Um, okay, and he has a lot of good insight about hip hop, which I have zero of because I don't really like hip hop. Um, and the third person. I would say would be Jessica Deskin, who was my teacher, my first private teacher up until I went to college. So for like five years. So she's up in Maryland? She is. Yeah. But she, she's awesome. She was the one who got me into jazz, got me into musical theater, got me into everything. And she's super good and super smart. <laughs> okay. We'll put this in front of them when it comes out and we will do our best to get them. Do you have any final thoughts you want to leave us with? Probably. I should say something important. I feel like something music therapy related. If your music that you're listening to doesn't make you better as a human being, listen to more music. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> Thank you. We make three song stories in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Richard Chenqui is co-creator and producer. Tara Calligan is our online content producer and host. Chris Duffus is our executive producer. And our theme song was created by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. If you'd like to hear a slightly shorter version of this conversation, but one that contains longer versions of the songs, go to wgcu.org and click the Listen tab at the 
the top of the page. For this week's parting tune, we're handing it off to Michaela. This is her performing her original song, So Weak. Keep listening. Not even a few days go by before you're back in your life. It makes me so sad I ever call you mine. You're a Christian cause you like looking innocent. But heartbreaks the meanest thing you could do. That unfortunately I fell in love with someone so weak Not even a few days go by before you're back in your lies It makes me so sad I ever called you mine I'm done letting you embarrass me Unfortunately, I fell in love with someone so weak Not even a few days go by before you're back in your life It makes me so sad I ever called you mine Next time on Three Song Stories. Uh, I just like how it's upbeat.